One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Friday morning episode. Um, I've got a little bit of boasting to do about um, DIY, we could call it, home maintenance, that kind of thing. I love this Um, sort of thing, yeah. Well, I think this is the perfect platform for it, isn't it? Mm, really? It is, yeah. It's increasingly what a lot of people about. tune in for. You it's know, someone recently said listening to Sam talk about DIY is like listening to David Cameron talk about football. <laughs> 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 that was after an episode we did where I was talking about drills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you were, it, it you were was a, a scattergun. It, it, was a, it, it was a brutal observation. Yeah. But I had to take it on the chin and think, yeah, that's fair. It's pretty funny. And it's, and yeah, I can see that. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm don't not, put your expertise. I'm not, I'm not, not um, handy handy. I'm not handy handy. No, neither I'm am I. Tr- well, but I'm trying. I'm, curi- I'm DIY curious. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> and as long as you play safe, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, well, I moved into this house last December. And I've had an ongoing issue with slow drainage from the shower. Right. Uh, and the bathroom sink. And it started, started, I've done the thing with pouring the chemicals down mm. and leaving it. Oh, and then I pouring love that. some hot water down. Yeah. Trying to do that. Hasn't, hasn't done anything. Hasn't worked. And I was in the range yesterday looking at picture frames. Have you got uh, the range? I've seen them around. I've seen them around. Fucking great, the range. Yeah. There's all sorts going on there. Some of them have even got a sub-branch of Iceland in them. Really? Where you can get frozen Greg's stuff. Fucking hell. So you can get everything from picture frames to pet food. I'll just Google if there's a range near me. Yeah, you should do that. There's a mini Ikea near me within walking distance. Ikea have started doing town centre branches now. It's just a collect thing they do where you just order yeah. and then go and pick it up. Yeah. yeah. But you can walk around it as well. They've got stuff oh, on display. Oh, it's a walk around you one as well. It's a walk around. So you don't yeah, to do big. the shortcuts. It, 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 in Hammersmith, it's like, you know, 10 minutes walk from my house. Mm. I haven't been in it, but my daughter's in and out. She thinks it's fucking blinding. Although, why Sounds on earth she needs really to good. buy Swedish shelf assembly furniture? I nah, don't know. D- me daughter's the same at that age. They just go in and get ideas and look at things and yeah. pick up candles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. She's very she into candles? that sort of stuff. Yeah, she likes all that sort of stuff. Fat yeah. candles. Yeah, fucking weird. But mind you, actually, I, I've probably talked about this before. I am a huge candle fan. Oh, I, you have. I asked for got, candles. <laughs> we blagged some free candles a couple of yeah, We did, yeah. I forgot about that. They were nice. Um, they were. I, I, uh, I am always like... My kids say it piss at me because at Christmas or birthdays, if anyone says, what do you want? I just go, a candle or a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Which does surprise me. But I go, listen, my only interest is self-care these days. So get me a candle or a blanket. Yeah, I do. I just love it. And um, yeah, I love I often have a candle on the go in the Vita Modular, mate. Found it very relaxing. But candles are all fat now. Candles are always really thin when we were kids. 
weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Candles were, were going to be the size that would fit in the candle. No, they operas. didn't even smell. But I found yeah. out <clears throat> my mother-in-law briefly dabbled with going into the candle game. We've talked about this before because Bob Carroll just went into the candle game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And so my wife was helping her out with it. And they did a bit of research. And basically, right, in case anyone's interested, they might know this, but sometimes you get a really nice candle, right? You're in the shop. You think, oh, it's a candle there. I'll have a quick sniff. See if it's appropriate for the Vita Modular. See if it's a good podding candle. Kick kick its tyres. Yeah, that's what I do. I like to go around, kick its tyres. If I'm in John Lewis, I'll ask a lot of questions. Oi, matey boy, over here. Talk to me about this candle. Go. Right. (laughs) Can I just just call this episode Kicking Candle Tyres? Yeah. And I like... I pick it up and I smell it and I think that's a nice candle that I'm fucking buying that how much it mm. 12 quid yeah fuck it alright can't Why put a price on self care right mm. and then you come home you, you burn it and like for the first like half an hour it smells alright then after that it's just a fucking candle there's no nice mm. smell coming oh we'll right still that. well the thing is the top, top layer make, is just the smell you, you get the essential oil is the expensive ingredient so yeah. if you're in a cheap shop and they're flogging candles that look like a decent price. That's because they've not they've put the fucking essential oil at the top. So when you smell it in the shop, it smells blinding. And when you first yeah. light it, it's blinding. But then soon enough, the flavour's gone. Yeah. This is the equivalent of those candy shops on Oxford Street. Yeah. Because they all got reared and it turned out the Wonka bars they're selling. Yeah. They're just bog standard. Like Latvian chocolate bars they've imported and put new wrappers on. Now Latvian chocolate that can poison oh, kids, Latvia. can't it? That, that, yeah, yeah. That's where they make them. It's the got radiation kids. in it. Yeah, it's, got, it's chocolate with radiation candles. from Chernobyl. I've heard about that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what got. So basically, if you get like, a top like car- we're going to get sued by the Oxford Street candle yeah, chain. Bring it on. No, they wouldn't sue us. They come out as fucking bats. Yeah, they would actually. Hey, you, Sammy boy, knock, knock. I hear you've been talking bad about our candles. Time for you to pay the price, my friend. <laughs> no chocolate bars. Oh, they probably sell candles oh, yeah. as well. The candles and the chocolate bars. Uh, the Yeah, so basically, mm, if you get your top candles. class, top can, top fucking quality elite candle, right, Yeah. It co- it'll cost you if you go and get a fucking diptyque, which is like the top brand, but they fucking made sure that those essential well, oils... Dick-tick. Dick tick, yeah, no, dip teak. That's like dip a teak, that's right. a really fancy candle, um, and it's expensive, but the fucking oil goes all the way down, all the way through. Nice, but I, I would never buy that. that myself. But um, the QPR terrace legend Castellani, yeah, uh, his him and his wife, but particularly his wife, they'll like they're really good to get stuff out of, right? So I'd I'd almost ring his wife up near Christmas, go, in case you're thinking of getting me something for Christmas, get me this mm. diptyque candle. She'll do it, mate. Mm. Nice one. And then I'll go to my brother and I'll go, thanks for that candle. And he'll go, what? And I'll go, you got me a fucking 40 quid candle for Christmas, you cunt. He'll go, no, I fucking didn't. I'll go, you fucking did. And I'll <laughs> say, we'll go, fuck's sake. I went, that's right. I went behind your back to your missus again. But don't worry, she bought it from the joint account, you fucker. <laughs> hey, as a recommendation, given that we're um, approaching um, energy meltdown in this country, mm. I've been, over the last few months, I've been slowly acquiring some motion-activated nightlights. Fair. 
right? Mm. And you just stick them up around the house, and you can put the battery operated, right? Yeah. So rechargeable batteries, right, are the future, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I've got, I've got, like, when I come in the front door, there's not a light switch. Right. To light up the area when you're coming at the house, I've got one of these motion-activated lights just up in the corner. Is it a string of lights? No, it's just a one light. I'll show you a picture of it. Right, the one I get is a, a Xiaomi, which is I think the Chinese brand. Right. Um, Chinese lights. It's just mm. like a circular not being racist, thing. but I don't like. There's a lot of talk about the Chinese spying on us in our homes, so you want to have a you want to be careful about that. It looks like that. Okay. So it's just a Ooh. round thing. You stick the base of it onto the wall, and then it's like magnetic, so you can angle it anywhere within its. Base. And you're not using your energy. It's not going on your you're electricity bill energy. because it's the battery ch- power in it. It's the battery, and it's charged off a rechargeable battery. Right. So I've got. I've well, you have got to like, use electricity to charge the battery, but you do, but a very minimal amount to charge yeah. a battery up. Yeah. So I've got one next to the front door where I come in, because mm. obviously there's no light switch because of design fucking failures mm. um, in the house so, but it means I'm not stumbling into the darkness when I come in mm. at night during winter so that little light I walk in the door little light comes on hi Andy good to see you home um, howdy ho I see you them. home again Mr Dawson <laughs> I've got two of them in the kitchen what are kitchens like for leaving the lights on by mistake when you go in the oh, kitchen main place you, know you do you it go in and when you've got kids, they'll go and put a light on, do what they want. Kids love off, putting on the, the big light, light, don't they? They're kids, addicted kids to it. Just leaving lights on. So yeah. I've got two of these in the kitchen. So you just walk in the kitchen and the little lights go boop, boop. And they're just bright enough to light what you're doing. If you mm. just didn't get a snack out of the fridge or something like that. Mm. I'm going to put a one at the top of the stairs. So when you go up the stairs, um, you haven't got to put the stair lights on and everything. It just lights your way. And yeah. it stays on for like 30 seconds or whatever. And when it knows you've gone, it turns itself off. So I've been buying a bunch of them and I'm putting them around the house. So candles. That's a really good for, idea. Great for lighting your, your room if you're just sitting in the living room or whatever. Yeah. Stick a nice candle on. Yeah. Save your electricity. Get these motion activated lights around your house. It's Fuck a great the light idea. System. It's a great Fuck idea. The lights. Forget what else? Lights, lights what, are over. Uh, there might be some other energy saving tips actually. Maybe we should start collecting them. And people will definitely send some in now. People but... definitely send them in. Yeah. I know this is all like a bit Martin Lewis, but no wrong with that. No, not at times like well, this. I think help. it's just an extra service, isn't it? We tried to help people during COVID, and we're going to do it <clears> again <throat> now during the yeah. energy, during Liz Trussageddon. Every time there's a crisis, we rise to the challenge, Sam. We, we absolutely do. But you, I'm a bit worried. Oh, do you know what I call it, what you've just done? This is a phrase that I thought, that sounds really like a Dawson-type thing. Um, what you've done is, Andy, is you've optimised your protocols. Whoa, I like that. Yeah. I'm not completely sure what it means, but I'm No, okay. I heard it on my my personal trainer who helps me do all the exercise. He loves all these sort of, like, they're kind of, they're, they're like borderline Jake Humphrey podcasts, but they're not because they're, they're kind of tend to be by academics. So they're a bit drier yeah. and they're not by a smug man who just talks about football on telly and thinks that makes him an elite performer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> elite performance talking about a child's game on television. Right. This is like a, some academic guy <clears throat> from fucking Harvard or something. And he talks to other scientists about things. Anyway, he he, he he turned me on to this one. It was about like optimising the way in which you exercise. So I started listening to it. And I'll be honest, I didn't fucking understand a word. So I didn't listen to it for long. 
but I noticed that the language these two guys spoke in that mm. was really particular and they chucked out phrases like that as if it was just normal everyday chat. And go, oh. This is the sort of thing that would always... There are, there are only certain people who would uh, offer advice that would actually encourage me to alter and optimise my personal protocols. Mm. Mm. And I, that's the main thing I took from it. I thought, yeah, that's oh, like man. Andy's logistics. He says <clears throat> things that cause me to alter and optimise my personal protocols. Yeah, and here's another example. Understand. That's what yeah. you've done. You've optimised your house light, your domestic lighting protocols, you know? Yeah. And as usual, some people will get in touch and just let say us know what wrong. I've just said is wrong. Mm. And, we and will they, they've got them. a better way of doing it. We will ignore those. But anybody that's got any other alternative suggestions of optimising the protocols during uh, Liz Trussageddon, um, mm. we'll take them on board and we'll, yeah. we'll share, them with, with, share them with the group. The, with, the, with the knife thing, and by the way, just to reiterate, I am no longer mm. taking knife advice knife advice is closed now yeah it may reopen in the future but for now no more knife chat okay Mm. um but it almost started a mini war because people Mm. have very passionate opinions on knives and in particular knife sharpening techniques almost ironically started a knife war i know i started a fucking knife war because people get very passionate and very partisan about their own beliefs particularly their belief systems when it comes to knife sharpening. Knives. Right? And they go, you, some people will... T- so some people are going, get a whetstone, right? And I'm looking at whetstone, yeah, this looks quite a laugh. And then other people are going, now listen, some people are going to get in touch and tell you about whetstones. That is fucking bollocks. They're bullshitting Bullshit. you. It's crap. Use this instead. And then someone well, else goes, I, I, you I don't said, even bother sharpening your knives. There's no point. I, it's a scam. If you remember, I said flints, didn't I? Mm. You use flint, and that was based on the first word that came into my head. Mm. So there's is that no... what a whetstone is? Flint. I don't know. I I ended it, up is... looking at a YouTube video of whetstones, and it's like, well, all I can say is take a look. It's quite hypnotising, but I don't think I'm ready for that level. Is flint a whetstone? Flint and flame double-sided whetstone. Oh, it is for sharpening knives. I was right. Yeah. Fuck me. Well, how about that? Maybe I've got bushcraft skills I part, didn't know I had. Part of me thinks this, Andy, right? Part of me thinks this. You can get a good sharp knife, like a James Milner level knife, right? From yeah. Asda, Tesco, wherever, just when you're doing shopping. They've yeah. always got a kitchen aisle. You know the stuff they said in those supermarkets are not going to be the premium stuff, but they're going to be decent, right? Mm. My attitude is, why don't you get a £10 knife? Use it for six months until it starts to being dull then chuck it and get a new one. And then never have to worry about investing fucking 80 quid in a knife that you then feel duty-bound to keep sharp for life because you've invested you so much money sharpener. in it. And then you've got loads of fucking sharpening hassles. And unless you're like a real pro, you're never going to get it back to its original sharpness anyway. So my attitude is, I know some people do this with non-stick frying pans. They just, they get a 10, they get a 10 20 pound non-stick frying pan from the supermarket when it starts to lose its non-stickiness, they just buy a new one. Why not the same with knives? Only problem landfill, is... Landfill, Sam! Landfill! Only problem is... Think this is my next landfill. question. How do you dispose of a kitchen knife? You, can you put it in the rubbish? I don't think so. It's very dangerous for the bin men. 
I had, I, did I tell you I'd found, I told you this, I found a sword in the garage when I moved into this house. <laughs> up in no, the, up in the I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah, I found What did you sword. do with it? Did, did you dispose of it? I disposed of it, I bent it in half and <laughs> put, it in the, put it in the landfill. Chucked it in the landfill? I chucked it in a bag and chucked it in the landfill. But uh, I made it safe first. I like to get things like that and I'll get one of the kids to go and nick a trolley from Tesco's or wherever, yeah. right? And then I like to chuck all the stuff that's problematic, like paint. Obviously, we've talked extensively about paint disposal on this podcast. It's almost, if you did a word cloud of the history of this podcast, I would say paint disposal would be definitely one of the biggest phrases, right? So you get the paint, you get the knives, the swords, right? Yeah. And I just take them down to a canal and a trolley and I tip the whole thing in. And then I chuck the yeah. trolley in after it. And then it's fine because it just floats away. Uh, as I understand it, it, if you tip it in the Grand Union, it floats up to Birmingham. And, uh, yeah, let them fucking yeah. deal with it. I don't know if it floats because canals generally don't have currents, do they? <laughs> they're just like... Oh, yeah, maybe it just... Uh, maybe well, a barge the thing is that pushes they're all, it. They're all about six feet deep canals and there's so much of them now. There's a lot of work gone into dredging canals over the last couple of decades to make them safe and friendly for for the tourist industry. Mm. So basically it's it's year zero in terms of dumping stuff in canals again. Yeah. Back to square one. And there's so many canals now. As I say, they're all about six feet deep. So there's plenty of room to be chucking stuff in. In my opinion, there should be loads. Well, if I was Prime Minister, I'd be talking about expanding the canal network all over the country. Because then everything gets delivered by canal and mm. you have far less pollution. Mm. And if you people are chucking stuff in, you know, um, that that theory of water displacement or whatever it's called, where you Aesop's fable where he put the water into the he put the stones into the jar of water to fill the, the jar up. Yeah. If you're chucking stuff in to canals, like shopping trolleys full of paint and swords, mm. then you don't have to have as much water in the canal. So Quite you can right. then have more canals. Could have more canals because you don't need as much water. It, may, it, stre- it makes your QED. water. It stretches your water further. Do you know what exactly. I mean? It's it's nature helping nature. You get more water for your money. Hand in hand. Mm. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. My mate told me in the summer that he actually got me to go over to his house on the promise that there was a car in the canal. <laughs> and yeah, I, I gave up a whole afternoon on that basis to go over to the canal <laughs> with him. I was like, as soon as he told me on phone, I said, I'm on my way, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he said it was quite hidden. And we actually had to, two middle-aged men 
in their forties, two dads. We had to climb up a fence and shit to get a proper view of the spot where he said the Did car you see was. It though? No. And then at the end, having looked for ages and done all sorts of climbing around and getting stuck on brambles and all sorts, can be dangerous by canal. And also there's a lot of murderers and things down at canals as well. So we had to be Mm. cautious of that. And and then he just goes casually, yeah, it might be a myth anyway. I went, what the fuck? He goes, oh, you've never seen it I himself. said, you've never seen it. He goes, no, it's like you only see it certain times when the canal's at a certain level or whatever. He went, but I've never seen it. And some people say it's not even real. I'm like, you are an absolute cunt. I thought this was a nailed on car in a canal situation. That's Same. why I'm here. I didn't know it was a fucking gamble. But the thing is, some people would judge you for that. Did you have a good time? Ultimately? Yeah, I did have a great time by the Some canal, Some people obviously. would judge you for that and say, that's really childish, going <laughs> around <laughs> look at, to look for a car <laughs> in a canal. How different is that to people going mountaineering, though? Yeah. Well, I'm actually doing that with the same mate next year. Well, there so, you go. That was yeah. like almost a warm-up. People are go climbing up mountains and stuff. It's no different to you clambering around in bramble bushes. It's just a bit and, of clambering. And, 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 it's there's, just a bit clambering there's about. There's nothing more natural than for a man to clamber about, right? Yeah. And you could clamber about in your garden or up fucking yeah. Ben Nevis. It's still a clamber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I would encourage would everyone. You like, it, people would have called you idiotic man-children mm. for clambering around for an afternoon just to look at a car yeah. in a canal. It's no different to people who clamber up the side of a mountain to get to the top. Why do they do it? Oh, because it's there. Because it's there. Yeah, I better yeah, no be careful about this. Why, like did, you, why did you clamber around trying to look at a car? Because it was there. This, what uh, it was. The canal, there was a car there. in a canal. It was there. And therefore, I went to view it. And was it there? Uh, no, it wasn't. So what did you do? <laughs> well, at one point, I pestered a man in some sort of canal maintenance v- vessel who was trying to have his lunch ham sandwich. And I kept asking him what he was doing and what his vessel was. <laughs> and he was just like, mate, I'm just trying to have my fucking lunch. Did you ask him about his protocols? I wanted to know all about his canal protocols and he just seemed really bothered that I was shouting at him. But I'm Britain's top journalist. I'm entitled to Tell know. me what you're doing on this canal. This- Do you work for the council? This is a public space. You have to tell me what you're doing. You're I'm a journalist. in the public domain. I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> but we did have other fun as well see so there you go not, mm. not exactly an afternoon wasted when um, you buy the canal there's always like a weird man smoking marijuana and oh the, the smell of marijuana's fucking everywhere now uh, yeah, so I actually don't mind the smell though you know I quite like it yeah it's that quite was, fragrant I was, I, when I was in the range yesterday getting back to the beginning of this episode yeah. when I was in the range there was a man who fucking reeked of marijuana he must have just been I rolling think, around I in it. I think, you know, times are very tough out there for everyone right now. And I, mm. I genuinely think more people... And, um, and here's another thing. Alcohol is prohibitively expensive now. I was talking mm. to my Uber driver about that the other day. And he was like... Anyway, he was a Bangladeshi fella telling me how he didn't go down the pub. <laughs> I think I went, ah, is that because you're Bangladeshi? What is it? <laughs> they were your religion, is it? <laughs> Yeah, but I said it in a more polite way, and he went, "No, he went. It's not even that. It's just so fucking expensive." And I go, "Oh yeah, you're right. You're better off getting booze from the shop and drinking it at home, aren't you?" And no, even that's too expensive. It's just too expensive to drink and get drunk now. And I thought he's fucking right. Yeah. And then I thought, well, the, you know, weed is cheaper. I don't know how much it costs nowadays, but 
you know, if you get like an eight for 20 quid, right? And you, yeah. you know, you just get high and people probably helps them forget their worries or whatever for a while. I'm not endorsing it, but I think that's why weed is on the road. That's my analysis is that times so, are very tough. Follow on people Twitter. need an escape. And I think weed makes more financial sense than alcohol. So a lot of people are switching. Do you know what I mean? Someone off. Someone I follow on Twitter was, was talking about this the other day, mm. uh, the, the, the prevalence of it all around now, nowadays, and he said the price hasn't gone up in 30 years. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. I thought, oh, well, there you go. Well, I think, I think again, I don't know, but I think it's because, like, skunkweed, which a lot of people like, is, like, you used to have to rely on, on fucking hashish coming across several borders via fucking Morocco and Turkey and all sorts. It's a big fucking yeah. faff. And I think that still happens, but that would have dictated the prices mm. and that would have gone up over time. But now I think this skunk, a lot of it's just fucking grown here. I think it's made in factories or something. I broke into oh. a skunk factory with the Reading police force once. Did you have a clamber around? I, t- I told you, about it. it was one of the best clambers of my life, but it ended up mm. getting me the sack off the job because I didn't treat it seriously enough, <laughs> <laughs> which I know is hard to believe of me. No, they, yeah. it was fucking brilliant, mate. They smashed the door in with a battering ram. Yeah. And I the, I think one of the things that did for me was I couldn't help saying, because the camera was on me, when they smashed the door in the battering ram, I had full fucking police armour on. And I looked at the camera and went, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> Which I remain tremendously proud of. And I'm absolutely yeah. gutted that that is... Ne- who knows where it is? It was never... That it was never televised. Did that that bit make it to the broadcast, do you think? No, I got sacked halfway through the series and they replaced me with Raki Omar. That's right, of course. Yeah. It was someone who would take the job seriously. Fucking Raki Omar. And he didn't go on any of the things. I'd been going out on the things. I went on that skunk farm raid. raid. I went and fucking... I went down to Brixton and interviewed a load of Yardies on their turf, Mm. right? Mm. I went up to North London and met a load of the Turkish heroin mafia. I was fucking Mm. having it, right? Mm. But when Raggy Omer came in, he just had to film a load of, like, generic links on streets, you know, in front of a brick wall with graffiti on. Do you know what I mean? A bit like what Attenborough does now. Doesn't go to the, the fucking... And I was Subject like, look himself. at him, he's got, he's got my, he took all the glory, he's just stood there in front of a wall. But I didn't yeah. resent him because I thought, fair enough, mate, you've got the right fucking idea. Yeah. Like, I you mean, know. yeah, you, you, you tipped it over from serious uh, crime documentary into light entertainment. And that was probably, it was like that, but also I'm, like I'm that. a bleeding heart lefty. And that is yeah. not what they needed because I kept sympathising with the criminals. The because yeah. I was like, you know, these people are a product of their environment and the television-making people were like, shut up, you idiot! They're scum! They're evil! And they're in our country and they are ruining our country and they should go back to where they come from. I go, don't be like that. He's only growing a bit of skunk because he can't afford to pay his rent, if not. And they go, you horrible, bleeding heart dickhead. You're either making jokes or you're sympathising with foreign criminals. You Fuck are off to fired. Glastonbury, where you belong. We're getting bloody Raggy Omar in. He's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I've had this slow draining problem in the mm. um, in the shower, in the bathroom sink. So I was in the range getting some picture frames and, and wandering past the man who smelled of marijuana. And I was up in the tool section because <clears throat> I needed a Stanley knife. Don't ask why. 
Um, Uncle Stan. Yeah. And um, next to the knives was the, what is described as a plumber's snake, which is a three-metre-long kind of bendable metal yes. rope almost. Yeah. It's a metal snake with yeah, a handle on the fucking end. fucking amazing. With a handle. A handle I'm just going to Google end. it, actually. Yeah. Metal snake. And you can put it down or indeed up so anything what, well, what and it'll I did find was, a path. I went under the sink. I didn't bother with a plug or fucking about with that one. Went under the bathroom sink. Yeah. Disconnected the uh, outlet, the U-bend, and went straight to the source of the problem. Stuffed the snake in, stuffed all three metres of the fucker all the way in. Yeah. Started turning the handle round. Love it. One way, turning it back again the other. Gave it a bit of that mm. a few times. Took it out, pulled the metal snake out. There wasn't very much stuff on the snake itself, mm. but I think it's done its job because then when I had a shower later on, there wasn't any build-up of water in the shower tray. It just flowed down the drain that is and away. Such as it a great do. feeling. Such a great feeling. And I spent a lot of money on the chemical remedies that haven't worked. I've ever since and I've lived I in this house, snake. I've got like if if when someone's had a bath and then they take the plug out, mm. what happens is, Andy, is that on the outside back of the house, loads of water comes out via a like a a, a plastic drain pipe. And it yeah. at an angle, and it goes into and these pipes are exposed. I'm looking at them now, and they go. It goes into a tray, mm-hmm. like a box tray, and yeah. that from that is a wider uh, drain that goes down yeah. to the bottom. And who knows where the water goes after that? Who knows? Who cares? It goes into it. It, it goes into the sea. Yeah, along it goes with shit into the sea with the shit. But the the water comes out so fast and in such large amounts. But basically what happens is the tray bit overflows and there's water fucking splashes everywhere. It's like a massive fucking You've got an issue. You've got an issue there then. I've got got a big issue. issue. And I have contacted various, both plumbers and supposed guttering and drain experts, right? Which is a different subgenre, right? And they, and it's like, it seems so simple to me as a job. And they go, Mm. ah, no. No, no, I'm not going to be able to help with that because that's a problem that you need such and such. And these, and no one says that they can deal with it. So Probably I'm at the stage where I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to have to fucking do it with a fucking... Because it's getting worse by the day. I'm going to have to get there a plumber's some, snake. Some, there might just be some leaves or something in there. Yeah, it, it sounds... It's that's the most it. likely thing, isn't it? Have you been up and had a look? Nah. Have you got a ladder? Got a big ladder? I've got a big ladder, yeah. Okay. I'll go up there today, shall I? Yeah, go up there. And yeah, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and Take film it. And film I'll, it. I'll, I'll try yeah. and film it and stick it on the turbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Era, um, and I'll call the video Sam up a ladder. Okay. <laughs> Part one. So keep keep a lookout for that. First in a series. Yeah. <laughs> up a ladder with me, Sam Delaney. <laughs> when I moved in here, I didn't have a big ladder. I just had a, a kind of a step ladder. I needed a big ladder. To do, I needed to do something with a, a roof tile. I, I won't be, I won't shy away from that. And I did mm. it. I got a telescopic ladder, which you can just carry around. It's only like telescopic two ladder. feet high. Yeah. Yeah, and you just pull it out and up and up and up and up. Wow. I'm thinking we could take that on the road with us on tour and we could do some ladder footage. We could do ladder work on, on um, stage, maybe. People love to see ladder work, don't they? 
We'll have to rest it against something. We'll have to rest it against the back wall or something like that. It's not. It's not. Uh... You know what I've always wanted to go on a concertina platform, right? Yeah. So you know, you know the type I mean. Yeah. I think they call it a scissor. Do they call it a scissor deck or something not like sure. that? But what's good is right is that they're on wheels, so mm. someone can drive it. But then you press a button, it goes, and I've always wanted one. And occasionally you see them like on film or television sets. And I always have asked whoever's there in charge of that sort of thing, can I have a go? And I always go, no, it's not for playing with. Mm. Fucking hell. And then um, I had this idea for an ongoing sketch when we made news thing. You remember that um, we used to have like uh, George uh, Galloway and Ken Livingston. Right. Yeah. And I, I played Ken Livingston. Now, now, the thing is, people have been saying this sort of stuff about me for years. Right? It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Right. And uh, and Lewis McLeod played George Galloway, who is the, the country's top impersonator. And I said to the producer, what we want is to get one of those Constantina platforms. And he's gone, yeah, why? And I said, it would be really funny if we did this ongoing sketch every week where George Galloway and Kent Livingston went around London and (laughs) on one of those, they drove around on one of it and they kept stopping at either girls' schools or gymnasiums and things like <laughs> that, <laughs> and just elevating the platform so they could look in through windows at people. And they just had them looking through windows and going, and then when the girls, when a woman spots them, goes, oh, they go, great, down, down. <laughs> and they quickly get elevated down and whiz off on it. <laughs> I thought that would be funny. But that he, would be good. he said it was problematic uh, on many levels. It, it is. It is. It's good that it exists in our minds now, though, because that's the only yeah. place it can exist. Do you know, like some cheeky nothing? music playing, and yeah. like, and then like they go along, and they're at some gymnasium. And it says, <clears throat> you know, yummy mummies, yoga, yoga, fucking uh, today, yoga classes day, and they go, quick, stop. And then one of them ele- is at the bottom and he elevates it and the other one goes up and he's like, Quah! and then suddenly you hear a scream and he just goes, go, move, move, like bank robbers. And he quickly has to go down and then whiz off up the street before they get caught. And it's just the idea that these two old socialists are just all they're, all they're trying to do is constantly look at tits. Oh, what a great never a sitcom. That would be dirty old socialists. Dirty old socialists. George. Ken. Do you think that today would be a appropriate day for us to go out into public and see some tits? And the thing is, George, I like tits as much as the next man. I've seen lots of different tits in my life um, of all different nationalities and religions. <laughs> I and don't yet, discriminate. And yet my... Hunger, my appetite for looking at tits as I get older is completely undiminished. So, unabated. In, in answer to your question, George, yes, I do think we should go out and look at tits today. <laughs> I am delighted that you conquer. <laughs> I will fire up our scissor platform, our mobile scissor platform, and we shall date to the streets. <laughs> I trust that you will bring the snacks. <laughs> now, look, I've packed I'll some sandwiches. Well. I have packed some 
cheese and ham sandwiches, and I've also packed some vegan options. <laughs> Dirty old socialist. Yeah, we'll get that made. Um, football predictions before yeah. we go. There we go. Let's try and do them quickly. Chelsea versus Wolves. Two nil Chelsea. Two nil Chelsea. I think this will be three nil Chelsea. Results, but of course, thinks it'll be one nil Chelsea. Crystal Palace versus Southampton. I'll go first. Yeah, Crystal Palace, Southampton. Um, oh, it's going to be two one to Crystal Palace. Two one Crystal Palace. I'm matching you there. Okay. Could be Has- Ra- Ralph Rabbit Hutch's last game mm. in charge. Apparently, I'd be sad to see him go. Yeah, I like him. It's kind of outstanding as welcome, but I look at him now. I wonder what he's for. He's been there for a while. Well, it seems weird. Know, that a manager's been at a club for that long. For really that long, but I mean, much. fucking hell, you know. Like, what are Southampton going to do? It's not like they've ever given him money to spend, but anyway. Maybe we're just all high on the um, churn of managers these yeah. days. And it just looks wrong that there's one there for a while. West Ham versus Fulham. 2-0 uh, West Ham. 2-0 West Ham. I'll go 3-0 West Ham. Whoa. I believe, I believe in West Ham on this one. Swansea versus Sunderland. Uh, 2-0 to Swansea. 1-0. Okay. Results, but of course, says 1-0 Swansea. Everton versus Manchester United. Ooh. Frank Lampard's Everton, of course, for results, but... I think that this will be 2-0 to Manchester United. Okay. Uh, I think it will be uh, 1-1. Results, but says 1-0. That's the predictions. That's the episode. It was going to be a muscly dad special. Nobody got in touch with any pictures of their muscly dads. No, we did so have some muscly dad delayed. feedback, but not enough muscly dad pictures. So that is, no. unlike knife chat, muscly dad chat is very much still open. Open for business. Mm. Thanks very much. Uh, enjoy your weekend. And goodbye. Goodbye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.